Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcanvasativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at Podcast. You can also check out and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Music Store, Pocket Casts, and other platforms like it. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs and spread this project throughout the United States and hopefully the entire planet. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little projects, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, doing on-field, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, it helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. Morning, everyone. Morning, cannabis. I am cannabis fam. I am cannabis sativa fam. It's hump day um, at the, as of the time of this recording in um, Legal Grass and Cheez-Its. And um, I came across a pretty good article from the Globe. Um, and I, I wanted to discuss it and provide a little bit of context. And as usual, I'll read the article and give my commentary on the fly. And um, I might I might interrupt the article to sort of give some even more commentary as well too. So let's let's hit it. All right. So the article is from the Boston Globe. It's from their uh, series This Week in Weed, and the article is titled "This Massachusetts Marijuana Store Gets Almost Half Its Business from New York." And the author is Naomi Martin. I have a friend in Dallas who every few months drives 10 hours to Colorado to pick up weed. Seems excessive, I know, but he loves certain strains that are hard to find on the Texas illicit market. Now that Massachusetts is one, is one place on the East Coast where you can buy pot in a store, the state and its nascent cannabis industry are cashing in on federal prohibition, drawing scores of customers from many miles away with similar levels of dedication as my friend. At Theory Wellness in Great Barrington, 600 to 900 people arrive each day. Nearly, nearly half, let me repeat that, nearly half, are from nearby New York. Many trek from Buffalo, a, a five-hour drive, and I got much. I got much love for Buffalo. Shout out to Buffalo. Um, we we see you. I am Cannabis Sativa fam. Um, in, in in terms of my New York listeners, Buffalo Buffalo is definitely at the top of the heap in terms of how many listeners I get to, uh, for my podcast from uh, other parts of New York. Buffalo is think one or two up there so we love you buffalo and i i hope to i hope to visit buffalo and, and do a live live podcast one day who knows but uh we, we see you buffalo and we love you all right 
a five hour drive and lots more come from New York City, a two and a half hour drive, says CEO Brandon Pollock. All right, now I'm gonna interrupt this and sort of give a story right now. So I'm, I'm not gonna give too many details away because I value my, my older sister's privacy, but um, I have an older sibling that um, lives in New York. I'm not gonna say where because that's none of your business, but you know, I, I had a discussion with her yesterday about about the, this headline of the headline of this article. I hadn't really, I've I had only skimmed it prior to this point, but um, I I had a discussion with her about it, and and and, ta and she was like, oh, like, and 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 she was saying that she supports marijuana being legal, and I talked about how I talked about the current things going on in the New York legislature a little bit. I, I didn't want to bore her with the details because she's not politically minded or cannabis minded like we are. So, you know, I try to keep, I try to keep the discussion very brief and, you know, casual and stuff. But, um, she was saying that, um, yeah, you know, she's not surprised that that, that would happen and, um, that she supports it being legal and, um, and um, she's like, and she also asked me about why, like, she asked about, like, the confusion and sort of the gray areas in legalization where it's sort of legal but not quite. And I explained to her how, like, a state could, like, a state legislatively, like, the governor and, and the, their Senate and House of Reps could put forward a bill and then the governor signs it and, and legalizes it for adults 21 or, the, or like, the other nine ballot initiative states that have done it through ballot measure, they can, they can, activists can gather hundreds of thousands of signatures throughout all the counties in the state or whatever, put it before voters, and then that state can make it legal. But the thing is, the federal, as, as all of you guys know, the federal government still says it's a Schedule One narcotic. And that opens the door to drug tests uh, in federal and private positions. That opens the door to bankers not, you know, allowing access to 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 capital for cannabis businesses. Um, that lends the way to um, people not people who are medical marijuana patients not being able to own a firearm for self protection. Um, that also opens the door to people who are in Section 8 housing not being allowed to to use cannabis because they get federally funded. Stuff like that. So that's that's where the gray areas sort of are. It's the federal it's the federal prohibition and running up against states' rights. You know, that's 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 how I explained it to her in a nutshell. And um, I, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, and I talked and I also talked about like the benefits a little bit, but of, of of it, you know, that like many people in, in those states, you know, in like even in like Colorado and all those states, they they buy it for recreational purposes. No, they buy recreational customers often buy for medical purposes to treat their pain, but they don't. But they want to do it above board because they don't want their employer knowing. And then she brought up that um, she would she would um, try, you know, the gummies or whatever to help it sleep. But um, she doesn't want to really do that now and, and roll the dice now because, A, she doesn't really know people that use it anymore. You know, she's she's in her sort of like mid older 30s or whatever. So she's at a point where she's pretty serious in her career and stuff. So she doesn't really know people amongst her peers and friends that use it. So she wouldn't even know where to score it. And um, if there were stores, she'd get them. But um, she'd get it. But 
part of her fears like the repercussions of, of, of doing it because you know she fears that because of the nature of her job which I'm not gonna go into detail about she feels the nature the, the nature of her job that if they find out they'll just pull a oh you're not a fit for this organization sham but then the real reason will be because they caught wind of her cannabis use so I mean that's the majority of people in this country you know like even though cannabis is legal in 10 states in all those 10 states you don't have much beyond 20 percent of the adult the uh, adult over 21 population being regular users and that's because a lot of jobs drug tests or or if they don't drug test they they frown upon cannabis use and will fire you for some other reason than than the cannabis so people you know people really hold their cannabis support to the vest and um they only really let the ballot box know you know and 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 keep it to themselves because they they fear retaliation from their bosses and you know losing their valuable job so that's why you don't see people act with a sense of urgency that um that that other people act uh, that other issues are acted upon with you know like other issues like minimum wage or other issues like health care or other issues like abortion or other issues like that you know that's why this is an issue that although the 60 some percent support it most hold it to their vests unless they're at the ballot box people fear losing their livelihoods but um yeah i just felt i just wanted to share that antidote before continuing on let me continue why i asked pollock are people driving so far to your store when you can have pot easily delivered in nyc product variety he answered the new york delivery services maybe you'll get a vape pen but you can't have anywhere near as ex extensive of a menu when you are riding a bicycle around in the black market we have tons of products that are a draw you can get a little flower, a pre-roll, a vaporizer, and a edible. His and he and his business partner picked up the location in part because they hope to receive lots of out-of-state customers, he said. But it it has been much busier than we thought than we thought and possibly could have imagined. And it's two and a half months open. Theory served thirty-eight thousand customers. Of those 17,000 were from New York and 2,000 were for, from Connecticut, Pollock said. The customers also included people from 16 counties and 49 states. The only one missing is North Dakota. Wow. 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 That's, that, that blows my mind that people are willing to drive that far you know through throughout the eastern seaboard and throughout the country for for our stuff i mean i mean i would i mean you're better off going to you're better off going to the left coast or colorado in my opinion you know don't like if if, if you live if you live far enough west or in the middle of the country that call that colorado is feasible or the left coast is feasible go there we're our market has just started. We we only have fifteen or sixteen stores. We're charging twenty a gram and sixty per eighth. So I mean, I mean, unless you really have that money and really desire that um, variety, like these New Yorkers desire, you know, I really wouldn't recommend doing this. You know, I would I would wait until 
prices get to a more bearable level, but that's just me. But let me continue. It shows that people all over the country, not just Massachusetts, consume cannabis, Pollock said, and they want to purchase it from a regulated store where they can get a safe, tested, and known product. That reflects my family members' sentiments exactly. You know, they, they want the safety of going to a deputized and, and, and legal outfit, you know. Theory is seeing 20 times the volume of business it did as a medical dispensary. Staff has doubled to do more. To, staff has doubled to more than 30. The lines are now about half an hour to an hour. The state's cannabis retailers, there are 15 as of Saturday, have sold a total of 77 million worth of cannabis products since the first shops opened in late November. This means 15.4 million in the state and local taxes. Massachusetts' slow rollout of pot shops has led to disappointing tax collections so far. But even with the low number of retail sales have soared. Sales per capita here were three times those in Washington early on. Wow, that's, that's mind-blowing. Despite Washington having far more shops open, a phenomenon, a phenomenon analysts attribute to the many out-of-state customers here. Pollock is certain that federal legalization is coming in the next two to four years. And regardless, New York and other neighboring states are poised to legalize soon. He knows that he will be bringing, bringing more competition and he knows that, that that will bring more competition and hurt his business. Buffalo customers, of course, will buy in Buffalo instead of driving to his shop. But he says the new markets will present opportunities for his company to open more stores. It's the future, Pollock said. It's, it should be done thoughtfully, it, but it should be done. I believe in access for everyone. So does Mr. Sativa. And end of article. I don't, I mean, I don't have too, too much more to add other than um, this, this proves that, um, and other, other cannabis writers have said this, this proves that there's an advantage to being like a first adopter of, of, of legal cannabis. You know, Massachusetts in a, is in a very unique position. You know, we're the first in New England to legalize sales. Um, Maine and Vermont have legalized, but um, Vermont only legalized grow, growing, possessing, and using on private property. It did not legalize dispensaries and sales. And, um, and Maine, um, through some legislative, legislative, uh, squabbling and through Lepage's, um, continuing vetoes of, of, of marijuana legalization, they've been delayed, they've been, been delayed over a year. And, um, it was just until this week that they published draft regulations for adult use, draft so, I mean, it, it might be the end of the year when their shops start to open, you know. So, Massachusetts is the only game in town for the east, entire East Coast. So, we're, we're drawing, we're drawing, um, we're drawing sales from all the 40, from 49 different states. We're drawing sales from 49 different states and especially other East Coast states that are, and our neighbor, New York State, you know, our, our neighbor, New York State, our neighbor, Connecticut, 
Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire. Like, there's a dispensary, like, about a mile and some change from my workplace. And I, and, and, and that dispensary is about maybe 10, a 10, 15 minute drive at most from the, from part of the New Hampshire border. And there's many people, and I have coworkers from New Hampshire who work, who work, who, who work at my building, but live in New Hampshire. So there's no doubt that people are going to, because we have one, we have one dispensary open, Patriot Care in Lowell, um, that's that's right near the New Hampshire border. So there are plenty of New Hampshire people, I would imagine, going to that frequenting that dispensary for adult use. So when you're the first in your region to do something, everybody flocks to you, you know? And when Michigan gets up and running, they're going to be the only game in town until um, until Illinois passes their thing and puts forth adult adult use sales. And, you know, that's still a while away. You know, the, legis the legislature is still sort of debating and squabbling how the bill will work or how the how legalization will work. You know the governor, the newly elected governor, is is is, is very game for can, uh, adult use cannabis bill, including legalized home grow, to a degree. But again, that's going to depend on, on on what lawmakers are willing to sort of agree to and, and stuff. And um, we we need to be mindful of um, you know I mean mo like I've said earlier, most lawmakers are very sort of. I haven't done I haven't done the marijuana since college. I don't know other I don't know any other people that do it, uh, and um, they hold cannabis in contempt or, or just are just very ignorant about it and, and 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 use their ignorance to make laws, or to or to block progress with cannabis or to say we're not ready to legalize yet or whatever. That's 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 the that's the political landscape in this country. You know, even even in states that have it legal, you know, most of the lawmakers didn't want it legal. When Colorado legalized it, Hickenlooper told the people to not do it, but they went and did it anyways. And they have a thriving industry. When Massachusetts voted in 2016 to legalize, all three, we had our governor, our governor, the mayor, mayor of Boston, and our AG. All three of them co-wrote a op-ed in the Boston Globe. The very outfit that I just read to you from they all took out an op-ed telling us that we should not legalize it and what did Massachusetts do we gave them the fucking finger and did it anyway you know we we didn't we don't take our cues of, of cannabis policy from our from our elected leaders although they, they serve many purposes you know it's it's none of their concern to tell us what they what what we do in, our, in the privacy of our own homes or apartments it's none of their it's none of their effing business none so we, we we stuck it to them and gave them the finger when they told us to not do it and now we have 15 stores and now we have business coming from new york and and from 49 flipping states but we wouldn't have that if we listened to these dumb lawmakers if we listened to governor baker and 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 did what he said if we listened to more attorney general maura healy and did what she said if you listen to Mayor Marty Walsh and did what he told us to do and not legalize, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have all this money we're making. We're we're outperforming Washington State right now in terms of of, of, of revenue and in, in the initial stores open, even though we only have fifteen, and they have a similar 
they have over 7 million people and we have close to 7 million. So we should have had we should have had the same amount of stories they had when they first started. But because of of, of reefer madness lawmaker foot dragging, we don't got that. But um I mean eventually the story I mean one by one we're going to get more and more stories, but this just proves that there was a huge advantage to being a, the first in your region did, to do something. So, you know, if you're, so if you're like in the Prairie West, if you're North Dakota, you know, I mean, I, I, I saw an article saying that North Dakota wants to put adult use on the ballot again. They want to, they, they want to try, try again this time around. Um, this, this is why North Dakota could be at an advantage if they were to do this. Because they would, they would out, they would outbeat Minnesota. They would beat South Dakota. You know, they would beat Arkansas. They would beat um, Nebraska. You know, they would beat all these other like states. You know, in in Kansas as well. They'd beat all these other states around them. You know, and be making money hand over fist. And they would be siphoning money off from Canada as well too. Because let's face it, people in, in northern North Dakota, or people in North Dakota in general. They know it's le they know weed's legal in Canada. They and they're probably taking road trips as we speak right now to Canada and, and stocking up or whatever. Even though they can get some big international trouble for doing it. Or they're or they're going to, or they're taking they're taking long weekends to Canada, you know, when they have paid time off and, and, and getting high off their butts and having fun. People are if you don't think people in North Dakota or South Dakota are doing that, then you are nuts. You're nothing. You're naive as hell. Um, I guess that's all I have to add for this episode. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends.